Hello my faithful friends, my name is Abby and you are listening to The Faith Inquiry. Hello everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and today's guest is my friend Bethan. Now Bethan is a woman who is so focused on improving herself and just trying to be better for Jesus. She is currently in a period of self-reflection and just spending time getting to know who she is and who God says she is. And my prayer for this episode is that you spend some time hearing what she's been through, hearing her story and just ultimately getting some like wisdom nuggets and a few tips and tricks and just it's, this episode is way more of a conversation between me and her just discussing the highs and lows of life and how we desperately try and figure out who we are in this period of life um so i really hope you enjoy and yeah i'll see you on the other side hello bethan how are you i'm great thanks hi abby how was your weekend? Do you know what? It was really relaxing. I had a full on duvet day on Saturday. Oh, nice. I only got up for dinner and lunch. Nice. I did that yesterday. I parked myself in front of Disney Plus and just made mm-hmm. my way through all the nostalgia movies. Yeah. Very good day. Yes, so good. Mine was Waterloo Road. Nice. <laughs> just putting a new one on, getting into the story. Where Where are you up to? Because there's, there's like 12 series of that. Yeah, I'm series seven, just at nice. the end of it, going bridging on to series eight. So we've okay. seen a few returning characters, but there's no story <laughs> I'm loving it. It's my second time rewatching it. Second time. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy Waterloo Road schedule to come on to the Faith Inquiry. I wanted to start, as I do with every episode, just telling you a little bit about why I want you on and why I'd love to hear a story you have to share, is we've known each other probably now for about six months, six, seven months. And I think we hit the ground running with a friendship and just like there's a mutual respect that underlies our relationship. And I think it was one of the first things we formed. Um, And what I love about you uh, is your self-reflection. I see a lot of I think I'm quite similar in some ways, but you genuinely spend time and energy in trying to better yourself and trying to learn from situations, whether it's good situations, whether it's bad situations, you're quite quick to put yourself in a yucky place and try and figure it out. And I think at our age, like early 20s, um, that is incredibly powerful. And I think it's really, really cool. I remember someone told me years ago, if you're having those sort of conversations with yourself now, um, the impact that's going to have in 10, 15 years time is going to change your perspective and change the way you approach life. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Um, So that's why I wanted to have you on because you are someone who constantly is trying to improve yourself but more importantly than that you're just trying to improve yourself for God you're trying to make yourself better a better follower of Jesus understand him better in that grow closer to him in that so I really wanted you on just to talk about how much you love Jesus really and why (laughs) thank you Abby um clearly this is something people are listening to so you can't tell that I've got a massive smile on my face (laughs) 
<laughs> something I say all the time is that I'm a words of affirmation people I love people telling me why they love me <laughs> I was just um, about to say that I was gonna say um, Bethan will love this because words of affirmation <laughs> so true but actually we'll dive into that a little bit later but thank you so much um yeah it's such a ple- pleasure to be here well thank you for saying yes my first question is what is the title of the story you will be sharing today yeah I I love this question because it actually gets people to think um and my title of the little bit of story that I'm going to be sharing is the fire that could have burnt me wow Mm. oh I like that you've thought about that I I really really like that (laughs) I really have thought about it that's so cool the fire that could have burnt me yeah wow would you please share the story now (laughs) of course I can so I'm gonna be taking you back way into primary school which was a good number of years for me um and every single year at primary school was a drag I didn't really like it at all I didn't have friends or people that I would say were really close to me at all And there wasn't a year in primary school that I wasn't bullied for who I was or the faith that I believed in, which is Jesus and still is, which is amazing. (laughs) And for some reason, these people just really didn't like me. I grew up in a really small village um, school. So there were 14 people in my year and out of the 14, eight of them were (laughs) not very nice to me. So I didn't really have many people to turn to. And as a consequence, it was just a really lonely time. And I, I just felt as though I was burning, um, hence the title of like, I just felt like I was scorching. And people, I would wake up and every single day there'd be a comment or there'd be a remark or there'd be water thrown at my chair, just for who I was. And I really didn't understand it because like, I'm just me. Mm. and. Um, I remember distinctly as a family, I was like, mum, dad, like, I don't like this. This is what's going on. As a family, we're really close. I'm the only child. Um, and therefore, I, I just talked to my parents, which is amazing. And I love them so much. But I remember we sat down and we're like, we, we just really need to sort this. And I remember it was outside in the garden on our little um, white table. And I'm going, we just need to pray to Jesus about it. And I remember sitting there and going, okay. And there wasn't a dramatic change in the sense that people really liked me after that. It was really like a, okay, I know that God is with me in this. I know that this Jesus bloke, whoever he might be, is going to be in the fire with me. And I will put it down to Jesus because I feel like I can't put it down to anything else. But when I was leaving primary school, A couple of weeks before the end, I um, was approached by at least four of the people who were bullying me. Individually, they didn't realise any of the others had come. And they were like, Bethan, I'm just so sorry for what I've put you through. And like, will you you forgive me? And I was like, "Um, yes. And actually, I remember saying to them, like, yeah you're already forgiven like you didn't have to like ask for that but of course you are it's not means that we're like the best of friends Mm. but of course you are and they're like oh 
thank you so much. Like, I just feel really bad and you're actually okay as a person. And one of the people came up and were like, yeah, I'm just really sorry, Beth. And I'm just really jealous of you because you're just this really amazing person who has a really great family, is a really good listener. And I'm just really jealous of that. And I was like, what? <laughs> that is me thinking for years that there was something wrong with me, but actually it was something that was so right with me that people really didn't like. Mm. And I actively had this choice when I went into secondary school of, am I gonna let what people said to me, like, like fire in me or am I going to let the fire who has been burning me transfer into my belly to like help other people and I, I I'm so proud but I'm like I actually made that decision mm. to transfer the fire that was burning me into my stomach to help other people and this is all through hindsight which is an absolutely amazing thing um, <laughs> because as I've been reading through Daniel in Daniel 3 we've got the classic story of Sad Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego which could have had simpler names to say but <laughs> uh, and they um, get persecuted and they're put into this fire classic story and Jesus is there with them Hillsong have got a song about it another in the fire standing next to me and what I love about that story is that they they were feeling burnt because they were in a fire, but Jesus was with them. And then once they got out of the fire, King Nebuchadnezzar, but I still can't pronounce his name either. <laughs> Close, that's where it, I'd go. <laughs> say it with confidence. Um, he promoted them to look after part of his flock. Mm. And what I love about that is that the stuff that has burnt you in the past, um, people around you and Jesus can promote you into places where you can help other people mm. and part of my story then moving into secondary school was the whole okay I've got a chance to help other people who have gone through similar things to me I feel like I've mellowed a lot since then but I was the expression of a bull in a china shop <laughs> and I would go up to people quite popular people I wasn't one of them like guys that were strapping rugby lads and who were um physically hurting or just bullying verbally um other people in the class I'd go up to them and be like what are you doing they'd be like what do you mean I'm like well clearly so and so it doesn't like what you're doing doesn't like what you're saying this this clearly is not okay <laughs> um what are you doing and they're like oh I was like, it's not okay, stop it. <laughs> and I would full on shout at them, be like, it's not okay what you're doing. And I just, I don't know, I felt like I had authority to say that through what I went through. Um, either that or I just had a lot of anger in me that I needed to shout <laughs> But it's not been an easy journey of allowing or not allowing what people say about you determine who you are because ultimately it's Jesus and yeah. we say that in Christian spheres but it's so much easier said than done because when you're in the reality of what's going on it's really easy just to listen mm. and then so whilst I was in secondary school it was this discovery of like who the heck am I who does God say I am but also who who am I what are the quirks mm. about me why is it that I'm this creative person why is it that my family is different to everyone else's? Um, like, 
who am I? Mm. And I'm very much still in that season of life now, kind of peeling back some more layers as well. But through it all, Jesus has been in the fire with me Mm. and not allowing me to get burnt. That's so powerful, Bethan. Like, oh, just that image as well of just him literally, like it's that, my mum loves this poem. Uh, I think everyone has heard of it, uh, Footprints in the Sand. As I just looked down, it's on her desk. That's bonkers. It's right here. Um, And it's this idea of God just carrying you through everything, carrying you through life. And there's times where like you're walking hand in hand. There's times where he's like pulling you up the hill or pushing you up the hill. And there's other times where it's just his footprints because he's carrying you. And I think, that your story just massively reminded me of that, of just the power in simply welcoming him into a situation is yeah. truly life-changing. Yeah, and I'm so, so thankful that my parents brought me up as Christian, mm. as Jesus, Jesus loving, because I think without that, I would have been in a very, very different place. Mm. Actually, it's been a discovery of myself of like, who is this Jesus for me? But yeah. I think also it comes from just a really lucky premise of like, my parents loving Jesus too Mm. and always knowing that he was he's so with us (laughs) and oh it's crazy Mm. to think and I I love it (laughs) um I want to ask quite a personal question um and you don't have to answer you can like word it in a way that makes it sound like you've answered if you don't (laughs) want to um but I think and I know uh that the stuff we go through as children we can really downplay sometimes like oh we were younger it was a different time well if you talk to any child psychologist they will tell you that like the the formative years are us as children and we carry the traumas and the hurt from that time into being an adult they're like part of our foundation our slightly cracked foundation but they're part of it and so I'm just wondering with your early childhood being such an experience of like a lack of community and friendship do you see traits of how that's impacted you in the relationships you try and establish today a hundred percent a hundred percent and I think the word that you used of um trying today Mm -hmm. is so true because I seek to try and please people because I have not been liked in the past and therefore Mm -hmm. If I do anything to help people, to please them, I'm on a winning streak. Mm-hmm. And I, I still see it. Um, it's a lot less now. Um, thank you, Jesus. But it's still there. It really is. I walk into a room, I'm like, who, who am I going to have to be for this situation? Mm-hmm. Or um, what are people looking? Kind of like setting yourself up for going into an interview every single day. Yeah job and that's exhausting um I'm not sure where that analogy came from right there but actually it really helps me (laughs) (laughs) of like it's so exhausting could you imagine going into um uh, the canteen or going into your church setting or going into every single friendship with a different interview hat on yeah it's exhausting exhausting and for so many years I have seeked to do that mm-hmm. um, and it is it's so much less but still so there as well um, and I think also something that came out of the I guess childhood trauma of people saying stuff to me is that I take it to heart mm-hmm. anything that anyone says to me because mm-hmm. it's either truth 
or it's not truth but it is truth if that makes sense of mm-hmm. um it's truth because it's something that actually Jesus is really trying to tell me or it's truth because I'm believing it but actually it really isn't mm-hmm. and I really struggle with that I really struggle um which is crazy because I really love words of affirmation <laughs> actually part of that is because I love to hear who I am from the people that I know like I can allow into my life Mm. so people like you and other people that I've met on my journey I'm like yeah you can you can say anything uh, that's going to encourage me because I know what place it's coming from Mm. and I know that it's a place that you love Jesus and you see something in me of Jesus Mm. and I'm like yeah cool you say that say that um (laughs) but also not relying too heavily on that yeah because that's also something I struggle with of like words of affirmation is great but if you're putting all of your trust and all your hope into it mm-hmm. we're on a slippery slope there because actually you're not trusting in Jesus you're trusting in what people say about you of Jesus mm. which is great but it's not him himself yeah how have you found um finding those people who you know are speaking truth into your life yeah such a good question I don't think I have found them. I think they have found me. That's good. Because Jesus is just so good um, and has released me from trying for other people. Mm. And therefore, I don't think I have tried with any of my friendships. Mm. I have tried. I've put effort in. But like (laughs) they have just come and found me. And therefore, then we've made a friendship together. Yeah. And the friendships I do have are so special because another thing coming out of the situation in in primary school is that I love making friends. I love meeting new people, keeping them, I find really hard. Right. Okay. As I see it, them keeping me, I find really hard Mm -hmm. because quite a lot of the people in my life have decided to come for a season and leave. Yeah. Good because sometimes that needs to happen, but also when they're people that you're investing to Mm. and you get nothing in return and then they leave it kind of it rubs on the wound of oh well people don't like you people Mm. are going to leave you you're not you're not worthy enough and it's like oh but I am but I don't feel it all the time Mm. (laughs) um so yeah making friends is easy keeping them is a lot harder Mm. I also find that depending on the stage of life we're in friendship looks different so I think you sort of grow up with um whether it's primary school or secondary school where you're given like a select group of people and it's like somewhere here will be your friends and then you become uh, a young adult and you maybe go to university or you get into the workplace and you suddenly find it much harder to make friends Mm. or you get to be a bit more selective with who because there's a bigger a bigger pool of people And then the other flip side of that is once you are a functioning adult in the world, the pool of making friends is getting smaller and smaller. And then you're just sort of put with church or your workplace. Or if you're a mum, it would be toddler group. Like, I don't know. Um, And I think I don't know about you, but I've had to in the last five or six years, I've had to unlearn a little bit that I don't have to be friends with everyone. Yes, I can be polite with everyone and civil and kind and I can enjoy spending time with them but I don't have to be friends with everyone yeah 
and that's hard mm. <laughs> and yeah and it's so so good to recognize I think um mine would be the reverse of that of not everyone's going to be friends with me oh because they're not mm. the same as like I'm not going to be friends with everyone actually not everyone is going to be friends with me and therefore invest in the time that you've got with the friendships that you have now mm. also like learning that it's really healthy to say that not everyone's going to be friends with you mm-hmm. um not as like a oh woe is me but like no like it's fine Jesus wasn't liked all of the time <laughs> that's so true <laughs> and even by his closest friends like literally like people doubted him Mm. uh thomas was like oh jesus can i like can i see can i see the wounds yeah he's Um, got a huge reputation off the back of that conversation exactly (laughs) and he doubted him um and jesus still spent time with him and Mm. i'm sure jesus was really loving and polite as he as he is but people didn't like him all the time no as well as you don't have to be friends with everyone everyone's not going to be friends with you mm-hmm. um and that's that's big and that's hard mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really vulnerable to be in that state and not go through it really healthily um mm-hmm. and you can struggle on your own and um like be really sad about that and um I don't doubt people who who are in that place because I definitely have been mm. but when you know and try to know that Jesus is your ultimate friend he's always going to love you he's always loved you he's always going to love you in the future Mm. and going from a place of like well actually Jesus loves me and the friends I do have they really love me too and they can they can speak into my life and not screw everyone else but actually like be polite to everyone else yeah um because they also are in the same position as you Mm. it goes back to what you were saying about hindsight like when you've sort of hit your own version of rock bottom and you've generally had to put everything you have in to Jesus and say I need you to carry this and anything stepping forward it's like okay I saw him bring me from that like he can do anything and it can be so quick in the moment of a um what's the word of like a breakdown or a hard point it can be really easy to be like where are you god but then as soon as you remember what he's done and where he's brought you from it's like okay you're probably working on something bigger i'm just gonna sit here and cry for a bit but i know that you're working (laughs) yeah that's so true and i think that's why i really wanted to share like this bit of the story Mm. because i'm i'm in such a season now of the other layers coming off that's awesome um and like I wanted to start with a friendship because that's mm-hmm. where ultimately my story comes from. But another bit that really has struck me um, is a past relationship that I had. I don't want to like go into it because it's not about the relationship and about guys, um, but like people can scar you and really mm. hurt. And it takes a long time to forgive, to not get over that situation, but own the warrior scars. Yeah. Um, and warrior princess scars literally that's a phrase you have said to me so often (laughs) and um I'm now six years after that breakup and like the the layers are coming off again and going Mm. oh who am I who who does God say I am what are my quirks going through that kind of um stage again like I did um in primary school of like Mm. who am I what's what's happening to me and again 
putting my trust in Jesus every day. It's hard. And I don't mm. get it right all the time. I love to have a duvet day and a little pity party um, <laughs> because sometimes the flesh takes over. But actually, um, where's your trust? Where's your hope? Mm. Um, and it has to be Jesus because he says so much nicer things and kinder things than anyone else could ever say. Um, And I think something as well is that as I've grown up in church, people are like, oh, it's all in the Bible. It's all in the Bible. Yes, it is. But actually there are some things about me as Bethan that aren't in the Bible. Mm. And let me explain that of like, uh, in the Bible, it doesn't say, Bethan expresses her creativity in nice earrings and that <laughs> it doesn't but no. as I've sat with Jesus and listened to him actually he said that to me so there's the bible truth and then there's like mm-hmm. listening to him and where's the affirmation and like getting words of knowledge from him and, and from other people to be like ah mm. that's what you like about me okay do I like that about me hmm not quite yet yeah yeah that's true for sure it's just about relationship and I find sometimes that scripture um I don't know whether this is heresy I hope it's not but um I can hear from God and I can find scripture's a great place to back up what I've heard yeah so um like what um I I can relate to you you know this very much on the people pleasing front I'm a recovering people pleaser um and for me the story that like in scripture highlighted what God was saying to me in my quiet time was Mary and Martha God just being like stop trying to make it nice for everyone stop trying to like I'm here chill Abby like sit down and just listen and then like so that I'd already confirmed something God had said to me and so I think sometimes scripture we can turn to and it can confirm things I'm desperately trying to think of a story in scripture where someone's really creative and God's like that's cool use that for me but I'm drawing a blank um he does it in with Ezekiel yes so um Ezekiel is very much a prophetic prophetic person lying down and for however many years it was lying on one side and lying on the other prophetic act of just being him calling Mm -hmm. what the Lord says um, and the reason I know that is because scripture has backed up yeah. what, what Jesus has told me and used Ezekiel. Um, so being like that mm-hmm. host for Jesus in a creative way, um, whilst being you, mm. being the you that Jesus has called you to be and liking that. Yeah, I'm on a journey to love myself, but I, I quite like myself at the moment. Mm, I think um, it's we live in a world in which like the benchmark for loving ourselves gets moved Mm. depending on what's going on in culture and depending the season of life we're in whether we're in a season of singleness or whether we're married whether we have great friends or no friends that goalpost can feel like it like you get a little bit closer and then suddenly it's two steps back and I think it's generally taking the time just to sit down with God and be like well what do you like about me and why yeah and also learning the bits that you really don't like about yourself which you might never you know um but at the end of the day like you've got them for a reason and just trying to figure out what how God's trying to either teach you a lesson or how he'll use them uh in the big picture for his kingdom that's so true yeah and I think with the bits that you don't really like about yourself I think there's two ways of going around the first of like maybe actually it's not 
quite like Jesus and it needs yeah. and the second of like owning it and realizing Jesus is doing something a lot bigger than you can ever imagine through it mm. and I've I've been through the second of that situation of um during my internship um at a church I really felt like there were a couple a couple of things I really just needed to say mm-hmm. and I was like oh but it's coming up to my end of the year like I'm gonna go off to university like what what's gonna happen and I got reminded of the story of Jonah in which he, I love that story he runs away he tries to hide himself from this word that God really wants him to say because actually he's quite scared of saying that mm. um and then he ends up saying it he literally is only there for a couple of weeks or or days or whatever and then he travels back mm-hmm. but he still says the prophetic words even though yeah. it's a long time to get there bless him um <laughs> I I had waited all this year to say something and I felt like I did say some things and then left and I was like oh what's gonna happen mm. oh, I don't really like this about myself like I'd really want to sit down with people and like go through it really therapeutically maybe mm. give coffee over it and like talk it out and God was like no you're saying it and you're leaving I'm like okay <laughs> Actually, um, it's crazy now to see the journey that the church have been on mm-hmm. because since then some of the things that I stood for and like put my hand up to say that I didn't like have changed. Wow. And I was like, oh God, you're incredible. And actually if I had been in that church now, mm. that stuff I don't think would be changing. Mm. Um, and sometimes the stuff that you really don't like about yourself of um, having the ability to say stuff and leave mm-hmm. and not deal with the con like you put yourself in the story and not deal with the consequences and just allow the receiver to receive and the yeah. messenger to do the messaging um I like I really don't like that about myself because my nature is let's have a coffee let's talk mm. about it but actually Jesus uses it yeah and that's horrible because I don't like it <laughs> yeah no I um I totally get that because I am someone who I can bottle my emotions a little bit. So I can be a last minute blah, 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 as well. And it goes back to where this conversation started was because like, as a kid, um, I was a screamer and a shouter to some extent. Like that's how I communicated. I was just, I could, I didn't know how to use my words. So I would get angry. And I, I always think sometimes my brain is stuck in like the year eight female mentality of like you tell a friend something and then it erupts into a huge argument and no one talks to each other for a week or um uh, you like a boy and you just have to make eyes across the room like don't make proper eye contact like I just think sometimes my brain is stuck in year eight so when it comes to dealing with like saying things that might make other people uneasy I always think the worst will happen I'll be like oh I'm gonna lose friends if I sit down with this person and say that they hurt me by doing this they're never gonna want to talk to me again Mm. and what I've learned and which is completely the truth the older you get that's not how relationship works that's not how um doing friendship or even in a workplace that's people don't have that response because everyone had the same experience in year eight as a female girl well if you are a female girl um so yeah that I totally get that that idea of like being very conscious to almost like drop a bomb and then run away but ultimately God's like yeah but 
they need to hear it just as much like it's not going to be awful it's not going to be horrific just just do it yeah that's crazy I didn't realize what place that had come from for you because I would have never thought that at all because you're one of the people that like I admire so much to do really tough love with a lot of love and a little bit of tough Um, (laughs) and and I appreciate that so much so hearing the place that it comes from I'm like what really yeah clearly God has just used that because you're one of the people that does it so well oh thank you I don't feel like I am but thank you very much um no it's so true though I just yeah like I still find sometimes to get angry would be my first resort Mm. um yeah but on the topic just one more question if that's all right because talking about um this all stems essentially from like things we experienced as kids Mm. um and the impact that has now and how uh we're sort of still trying to like conduct ourselves in a world but follow Jesus but do better but be kind to ourselves just there's a lot going on um and from your experience of primary school and with a lot of the bullying sort of centering around um the fact that there was something different about you and whether that was your faith or whatever it may be but you did mention your faith Mm -hmm. how do you find now and how have you found talking about your faith with non-believers has that had an impact? Is it something that you love doing or what does that look like for you? That's really interesting. I don't have many non-Jesus follower friends. Okay. Um, and I think part of that is because I'm conscious mm-hmm. of them not liking me right. <laughs> um, because of what happened in primary school. But actually, I don't think the friends that I do have that are not Christian I don't think I've ever said that I am Christian. They just know. Right, okay. I genuinely can't think of an experience. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, Yeah. Part of it helps that I went to a Catholic school. So most people were there had some sort of tradition, religion. Yeah. Or the rare few had like a real solid faith as well. So it was kind of a given and if you weren't a Christian, then it was more frowned upon. Right. Or it was really easy to talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's a really good question. I think I find it challenging talking to, um, I think in one, one particular friend at the moment, um, because she just really loves the world. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you enjoy dancing at a club and going drinking? <laughs> fun things to do socially unmeasured um and (laughs) and actually I find it hard talking Jesus to her because she loves her life right now Mm. and she knows that I do things very differently to her and therefore there's this like middle ground and uneasy air of this judging Mm -hmm. um which I I would never want to be called this really judgy person at all like that's not what we strive for Mm -mm. um but I feel like quite a few of my friends think that if they tell me stuff I'll judge them because yeah doing because of who they are and I'm like oh but that's the opposite like I love you I really Mm. love you I don't love the decisions you make but I love you Mm. (laughs) and I think that's one thing that I find tricky but 
yeah for some reason I've just never had the conversation of like right I'm a Christian they're like oh really it's like Mm. oh I'm going to church on Sunday like do you want to come like um all right thanks I'm like okay okay that's fine um I'm praying for you I give words to my friends and I think it's just part of who I am Um, and there's not been a situation that I can think of that people don't know that I'm Christian right looking back I'm like oh that's quite interesting (laughs) that's really cool yeah I yeah because I know what you mean about you don't the last thing you want to do is come across judgy Mm, yeah sorry excuse me um but it's almost like because the conversation sometimes doesn't happen in the first place you both come at it like I I find this with my non-Christian family and friends is um I don't I I don't know how to engage in that conversation sometimes and it's so much easier to not um, and that's something that I, I just was wondering, because I'm really challenged on that at the minute, is I'm trying to find the happy medium yeah. between representing Jesus in every room I'm in, but also like just unconditional love with the people who mean the most to me. Um, yeah, it is. It's a hard line to walk. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate it, but other times I think it is actually really hard. Yeah. Um, I think something that is said so much but not practiced as much of like being you and being vulnerable and open because they're your friends like Mm. you don't love them any less or any more than someone else and being honest of like actually I'm really struggling right now or do you know what I'm having a great time or um do you know what I feel really bad because I've not actually picked up my bible Mm. and then be like why yeah well I, like it comes from a place of I just want to love Jesus even more and it's something that I do to get closer to him mm. a little bit like if you want to get closer to the guy that you're trying to pursue you'd make every effort for him mm. I'm trying to do the same with Jesus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I guess it's phrasing it in a way that they relate to it mm. very different um that's the thing is there's nothing that quite comes close is there no (laughs) I will often use the analogy of a football team or a rugby team and I'm like you know how much you love that team and all their players they all have an important part of your life I'm like well God is like that for me but times (laughs) 5,000 what would be your advice like three pieces of advice let's say three um for someone right now who is trying to figure out who they are and who they are in Jesus? Yeah, great, great question. And so powerful as well, because it's something that I'm, again, going through right exactly. now. Exactly. This is real life <laughs> advice, people. I'm to myself right now. <laughs> Three pieces of advice for someone who's figuring out who they are and whose they are first piece of advice um and I would probably say top of the advice um which might be quite quite controversial but I would say get friends get mentors um are people that you feel like you can really trust to sit you down and tell you what they see in you Mm. um because I I would say that's an easier place to start than um searching on the internet for some verses 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I say that is because um, they're physical people and you've journeyed with them or you've started journeying with them and they're going to love you unconditionally and it's what they see in you mm. from Jesus and then I'd say second piece of advice from that go into the word soak yourself in Jesus fill yourself with things that you really enjoy um, write a list about things that you really like about yourself um, and and treat yourself um, mm. Yes. <laughs> that was my third one. I would treat myself. Self-care um, and Christians are is a hot topic at the moment. Mm. Treat yourself, buy a diffuser, put some oils in it, breathe in the scent that makes you feel great. Buy yourself yeah. some flowers, some chocolates, um, whatever makes you feel worthy, mm-hmm. do it. Um, because you are so worthy. Um we're we're not worthy but by his grace we are Mm. and therefore you can treat yourself um you can buy a really nice piece of clothing that is going to suit your body shape because he says yeah you can yeah Um, so I'd say (coughs) people friends mentors that are going to speak life and truth into you Mm. um I would and with that like write down the things that they say um 100% write them in a book journal them yes journaling because one day you're gonna look back either in a dark place and needing them or in a really good place knowing where you've come from Mm. um yeah the second bit god versus jesus time then Mm. treat yourself treat yourself thank you so much oh my goodness that was a fabulous discussion that all started with the fire that that's fabulous um thank you so much Bethan I feel like at some points especially because I know you as well um I feel like sometime at some points um I made you get really personal so thank you so much for like opening up and sharing with me and with everyone um because there's just so much goodness there because we're just talking about life and doing life with other people and doing it for Jesus and yeah so thank you so much and on the topic of vulnerability mm. um every guest that I've had on I've allowed them to ask me one question to get back at me for probing so hard into them uh something about my journey with God and my faith so I was wondering if you had a question I do oh funny um, that <laughs> <laughs> so my question is is there a fire that you feel like has could have burnt you but potentially didn't that you either want to see to be used later or have seen that has been used oh that's a really good question oh I'm gonna get really vulnerable oh um so I have uh in my life I've experienced quite a bit of um hurt when it comes to like the dating world and when it comes to that sort of things and especially before I was a Christian and I get really excited about how God's going to use all of that Mm. at a time when it's right and at a time when I feel like I could actually give good input into it if that makes sense um I often have this conversation with a few people along the lines of I'm not there's nothing in it that I'm ashamed of there's nothing in there that I still carry God's massively healed me on all of that 
but I just think there's a time and a place to share it and there's a time and a place to impart that experience onto someone else and I don't think now's the time and I don't think it will be the time for a while and I don't know whether it will be when I have kids of my own or um, when I'm an old lady in a rocking chair but I know at some point God will use it and I'm excited for that but I just know that now's not the time that's thank you for being vulnerable and that that makes me excited as well (laughs) Um, because people are going to be so blessed by that Mm. um, beyond what we can ever imagine yeah yeah God's quite good his timing seems to be be quite accurate he seems to know what he's doing all right he does a great job of being him um yeah I would have wanted to no thank you um (laughs) thank you so much for being here Bethan thank you for giving me your time and your energy um you are a fabulous woman of God and I am very very blessed to have you as a friend so thank you so much for being on the faith inquiry oh thank you Abby for inviting me on right major thank you to Bethan for coming on today and just for talking all things faith and for the highs and lows that come with it and just the constant um reviewing and trying to better ourselves for Jesus just thank you so much Bethan for taking the time out just to come on the faith inquiry and share your heart I want to thank you at home for listening for tuning in I hope you got something from Bethan's story I hope you saw a new perspective or uh, got an answer to prayer maybe who knows God can use anything right um but I just want to close in prayer before I send you on the many merry way for the next week uh so yeah if you'd like to join me in a prayer Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today's episode, Lord, and just for the fabulous discussion that evolved around just trying to get to know you better and trying to better ourselves for you. I thank you for Beth and Lord, and I thank you for the journey that you've taken her on. You know that hindsight is such a gift from you, and I thank you that she's able to look back on the hurt and the ups and downs and just see your goodness running through it, Lord. And I pray for anyone listening, Father, who currently finds themselves in the valley, who currently is struggling with something, whether it's personal life, financial, whether it's the future or the past, Father. I just pray that you come alongside them, that they feel you near them, Lord, that they see your presence, that they feel you, Father, and just then they begin to see answers to their prayers. I thank you, Lord, that you are a good God. Thank you, Lord, that you want to do life with us and you want us to surrender everything up to you. And I thank you, Lord, that your plan is so much better. In Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Okay, everyone, have an awesome week and I'll see you same time next week for another episode of The Faith Inquiry.